If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth. All things safe. Representative Jason Saint. And good morning. You're listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. I'm your host, State Representative Jason Sane. Great to be with you on another Wednesday. Or if you're joining us via the podcast at your leisure, glad that you're listening. So appreciate that. Um, got a big show today. We got my good friend, former state senator Jeff Tart, who is running for auditor. Uh, I guess you want to check the books and uh, see what's happening. So welcome to the show, sir. I appreciate it, Jason, as always. Yeah, no, glad to have you on. Um, I, I was telling my wife this morning, Catherine, when we uh, we were uh, doing the uh, you know the breakfast and everybody out the door thing, uh, she said, who's on your show today? I said, Jeff Tart. She says, well, God, I, I bet you guys won't have anything to talk about. Uh, <laughs> well, we need a campfire in front of us like we do when we set out in the backyard. And a couple bourbons. And, uh, yeah, it'd be very nice. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know that it's not allowed because I'm an adult. I just think it's frowned upon when you go on air. It's just a bad idea. <laughs> well, we can talk about them, compare them. Well, that's true. We can. Uh, no, great, great to have you on. Um, it's been a hot minute since we've seen each other, but uh, I, yeah, obviously you've been busy. You've uh, uh, considered uh, the opportunity to run for auditor. That's on the ballot this year. Uh, I know there's there's a, a number of folks who are running in the primary, uh, so you've, you'll need to get through that. And then on to the general election if everything goes your way. Uh, but you're a, a well-known commodity. Uh, you, you were around in the Senate and know a lot of folks across the state. So I'm, I'm sure you're hitting the ground. At least three. I know three people for sure. Well, that matters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen some candidates file and I wonder if they know three people. So uh, you're, you may be way ahead of some others. But uh, uh, it is a crowded primary. How many folks are running in that race? Six of us. Six. Okay. And um, yeah, it, it, it's a interesting group of backgrounds of folks and you know at some point we can get into a little bit uh, the reason i've decided to run and it was kind of not necessarily the absolute last minute but it's late in the process sure sure well now we can talk about it talk about other things too talk about uh uh what you do uh still very involved in in state politics and and state policy uh for that matter you and i used to co-chair the it oversight committee together uh, um, and work on a number of other things together at the legislature. And I know you've been uh, instrumental in, in what we've been trying to craft as an oversight board, looking at how we uh, spend money on IT across the state, which obviously I won't nerd everyone out that's listening, but it's something that, that uh, for, for those that care, we, we do care and, and uh, want to see our state succeed. So you've been a part of that. That what The name of that board is the... IT uh, Strategy Board. It's sort of like the NCDOT board or some of the other state boards that govern different aspects of different agencies in the state. So the IT strategy board is a group of appointed and uh, officials and then staff that work through DIT, the Department of Information Technology. I'm the vice chair of the committee and I actually, one of the sub chairs, uh, I was the chair for the cybersecurity statewide uh, activity, which is a fascinating group to be involved in. I'm sure that it is. Uh, Given the challenges that we have every day and, and more on the horizon, um, it is, yeah, you've heard me say it before, 
uh, technology and governments like trying to train a BB gun on a moving jet. It's very hard to do, uh, especially when you're moving at the speed of government. So it's it's not without its challenges. And we we take a lot of pot shots at it with the BB gun, but they tend to bounce off and nobody pays attention. That they we're do. Shooting you might lose an eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wear my glasses. That's right. Shooting in safety gear. Little, little safety. That's right. Uh, no, it's uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll explore a lot of that. We've got you, I think, for the whole hour if we can keep you. Um, lots going on and, and, and really just getting ramped up at the legislature. Nothing, nothing's moving quickly. I know tomorrow there's an HOA committee, uh, special committee from, uh, the legislature that somehow, I, I guess I made the speaker mad. He put me on that. Um, I'm actually, I'm former president of our HOA and former, uh, secretary of the board and treasurer of the board. So I've, I've, I've lived it, breathed it. Those politics are harder than, than what you and I do. H- HOAs are one of the most political groups. The only group in the state that I think is more politically bound is churches. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're right. But HOAs have a fascinating level of authority and power in the state. Actually, they have the ability to take your property, foreclose. Municipalities can't do that. Right. Uh, they put liens on your property from fines you're not paying to the HOA and add fines not when you're not current with your dues into your HOA. It, it's quite a hot topic. Well, it is. And I'm sure we'll hear more about that. Frank Eiler uh, from, from down at the beach is one of the chairs. And, and uh, I think he scheduled this first meeting. I won't be there, but I'll be watching. Uh, I've got to be out of town. I'll be in South Carolina, but it's it's broadcast on YouTube. And for everyone that just can't find good TV. <laughs> well, and, and knowing Frankie, that's a good person to have chairing it. Yeah. Yeah. He's very level headed and, and well, we'll do a good job. And I, I think we're going to hear from folks across the state. And of course, I, you know, I've seen it from both sides, you know, from sure. all sides, I guess, as a homeowner, as a member of the board, and then as a legislator, that's kind of overseeing what we might do. Uh, it'll be an interesting, fascinating topic, but, uh, for, for those who can never dull, never dull. Well, you, you've, you've been out for a while. Uh, have, have you and Nancy had a chance to, you know, enjoy retirement, but, or you just stayed as busy as ever? Well, Nancy's still working and yeah. I encourage her to keep doing that. <laughs> She's a local pediatrician has been with Atrium for 30 plus years and works at Davidson Clinic. Uh, she's at a point now she's seeing new babies that were babies of mothers when she saw the mothers that were babies. Mm-hmm. Wow. But uh, I serve on a lot of boards, a volunteer and some paid boards. Uh, a lot happened to be healthcare related or IT related that I do. I do some consulting work that's government affairs related where somebody's working on a legislative issue, a municipal local ordinance. I'm the current now uh chamber uh Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce chair. Right. So we just started that activity. So you know, keep keep the fingers busy. Keep, keep you busy. Yeah. No, that's good. It's well, I I, I joke. I I kind of watch you and where you go and and what you're doing either through social media or when we talk. But uh, uh, really, no rest. You're not something. You kind of like me. You don't stay still very long. No, uh, and, and and the decision to, and the state auditor is kind of fascinating because as you know, different chairs. I also chaired this state and local government uh, committee and yep. when I was in the Senate, and they have oversight responsibility for the. Office of State Auditor. So I worked very closely for a long time with who was or now the past uh, state auditor. Did a lot of work around that. So I find it fascinating. 
I got approached probably about a year ago, asked to run mm -hmm. by a group. And I said no, because I wasn't going to primary a person who's a four-term elected official who's actually pretty much loved by the other side of the aisle as well. I mean, she's yeah. very well respected for her work. And then things happened and the seat became open. And then another group of people came and said, you need to run. Um, actually, the state auditor at the time said uh, she would support me in my race and when we get where we need to get to if we do. Sure. And well, here's the fascinating thing. When I ran for mayor, I was three-term mayor of Cornelius. When I ran and announced I was going to run, my wife was out of town with the Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. When I ran for Senate, she was out of the country with the Girl Scouts. And when I... This came up about state auditor. We discussed it. She heard about it first, said, this is exactly what you do for a living. You need to do this. Right. Well, that was wonderful. Shock. Yeah. Well, you know, having support at home matters a lot. <laughs> it uh, does. It does. Well, that's no, that's great. We'll we'll talk more about that, too, and uh, get into, we'll talk about the holidays. We're not that far out of it. Uh, hopefully, the family got to, to be together. Indeed. I avoided the sickness. I know we've had a lot of that uh, across the state, but uh, you're listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. My guest today is former state senator Jeff Tart, and he is running for state state auditor. We'll talk more with him after the break. We really appreciate you listening and we'll be right back. Thank you. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And welcome back to All Things Sane. You are listening to All Things Sane with Representative Jason Sane. And got with me in the studio today, uh, former state senator Jeff Tart, who's running for auditor. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to have you on. Uh, you, you're not uh, suffering any flu-like symptoms or anything like that? Uh, yeah. No, fortunately not. Went through that. My brother, actually, in the first round of COVID, uh, was actually in the ICU for an intensive care uh, yeah. literally for seven days, almost died. I had it first time maybe eight weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I had it. Yeah, well, that's so far, fingers crossed. For me, that's the way COVID's kind of, yeah. I, the time that I knew I had it and that I got tested, otherwise, if I feel bad, I don't go around people. That's sure. kind of been a policy of mine for a long time. Wish other people did it. But uh, uh, my symptoms were mild. My mom and dad had it in uh, late November. And then uh, just right before Christmas, my mom ended up in the hospital. She ended mm. up with double pneumonia because she never really got over it, didn't rest enough. But uh, uh, COVID and the flu uh, and RSV in North Carolina throughout much of the Southeast are very high, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. More than 22% of patients visiting an emergency department during the week of Christmas had respiratory symptoms, uh, respiratory virus symptoms, uh, according to the state health department. So I say all that to say is if you're listening and you're homesick, I hope you get better and uh, I, hope, I hope you're not getting the worst part of it. But well, uh, well, I can verify and vouch for those statistics in a kind of roundabout way as I mentioned earlier, my wife's a pediatrician, so she's seeing piles of it. My daughter is actually a pediatric emergency medicine physician, so she works in a pediatric emergency room, and they they're seeing tons of it. Wow. Well, they must be because in, in you know people I've talked to on the phone sound um, you know like like they're going through something respiratory. 
uh, knock on wood, we've we've been good at my house and not not had it. But um, uh, and Kat, Kat and I both are pretty, you know, we're not impenetrable, but we're we're pretty sure. resilient. But uh, uh, you know, once it gets on you, it's it's hard to shake it. It is. Well. That's not what you're here to talk about. We're talking about you uh, running for a state auditor. Well, my favorite topic. Hey, why not? It should be. Uh, you know, I wonder about people that run for office and don't talk about what they're running for. Uh, maybe you shouldn't be running. Uh, like some people that are on the ballot. I, I got a text from uh, uh, Stephen Wiley, who's our caucus director. You know Stephen from, sure. from working in my office. He's my son-in-law's best friend. Yeah. Uh, ironically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is awesome. And, and he, uh, he he's at a hearing right now uh, for someone who filed for office. Uh, who has a string of felonies, and of course didn't report that, which you are legally bound to do when you file for office. So no felonies, you're you're good. Not to go. me, but I think there's one of the candidates that has a background. But oh, we'll, interesting. We'll, we'll leave that to po- folks to do their homework. The, 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 those who should be looking into that should be looking into that. Actually, huh? it's an interesting race with the six of us. I've yeah. actually encouraged, which I didn't, didn't used to do, being past mayor, past senator, running lots of times is I encourage everybody to go out and look at everybody's website and do some homework on this race. It's fascinating. I'm biased. Now, if you can't figure out the difference on quals, I think we just do it because I think I'm pretty sure I'm the best looking candidate. So we could do it purely on looks. Just you just you're just the eye candy of the race, really. Exactly. I got it. <laughs> and that's why I'm on radio. I understand. Well, and my you know, the reason I ran is this is what I did for a living. I mean, I'm serving in the Senate gave me insight into how the budget and interactions work, how the Office of State Auditor works, doing lots of work together. I was a partner at Ernst and Young, so I spent nearly thirty years doing that as a business. And nobody else that's in the race has the background. And that's a why a group of people basically came to me and asked me to run so we would have somebody with a professional background does this knows the work and can oversee a staff of over 175 professionals with a 16 million dollar operating budget yeah huge, huge operating budget but but more importantly the the role that the auditor plays um you know is keeping a check on everything that that where the state spends money um and and it you know just because we we might pass a law and send money to a, a department an agency or a, or a uh, or what towns are doing or or what what uh, counties are doing uh without oversight you know that that money could get abused very quickly and that's the role of the auditors to find out what's going on with the dollars you know it, it's it's a ironic thing because nobody runs to the polls going god got to vote for state auditor i don't really care about any of the other races right <laughs> but right. auditors primary roles are to perform audits mm-hmm. which is not in the sense that you think of from an accounting firm they're not doing the full detailed independent financial uh, audits right. they do a lot of operational work and they do investigative work uh, reviews and compliance so are the monies being spent where they're supposed to that's really an important aspect and then investigating fraud and waste I can tell you because working through DIT and my involvement in the Senate, and work with the state auditor, I can tell you day one, I will go after over, there's over $100 million of fraud uh, that's been perpetrated in the Medicaid, or Medicaid system. We have the same issue with the PP loans. Uh, the PPP loans, we GAO reported out of D.C. that over a one-sixth, 17% of the loans are fraudulent. So they're companies that didn't exist that filed and got payments. Yep. We know how to go chase that. We know where there's over... 40 million annually wasted in our utility bills, pretty easy. And, and we own and manage over 12,000 buildings in the state. 
Uh, and then you look at things like the legislature asked the state auditor to look at into truancy issues within the schools. Who would have thought that's a responsibility of the state auditor's office? So there's a lot of related things. We, When I was in, right before I left the Senate, I requested the strategic system information systems plans of all the state agencies, over 30, and struggled because nobody wanted to share. Mm -hmm. And then I got a group of other senators and the state auditor, which gave us the juice to collect that information. And then we started identifying replication. Simple things where we had the same project being done in two different departments and funded separately and paying for basically the same thing twice. I know by looking at contracts and things, there's versions of software that we pay for multiple times, which we should only pay for once, right? By the state contracts. There's just, there's a, you know, there's probably 150 to 200 million day one to go clean up. And then the key is, because of my background being IT, is to introduce, which we're all talking about today, artificial intelligence, AI. So I want to add AI engineers, want to do data analytics, doing predictive analytics, and we can go go get the fraud that's out there that we can identify and then put tools in place that will provide oversight to prevent those instances from occurring again. Well, right. Just like we do with your, if your credit card, you get, Catherine just suffered this last week. Um, She wasn't at Bed Bath & Beyond. They realized that, uh, flagged a a charge that was trying to go through on her card, of course, denied it. Um, Somehow her number had leaked. Um, And of course she took, you know, the action that she needed to take uh, we're, we're, you know, none the worse for it other than having to wait two days for a, a replacement card and she had a virtual number. Didn't matter. Right. But, but the reality was is that that could happen in state government. It just doesn't happen right now. Right. And, and, you know, it, it, you gotta have somebody that has a background doing that yeah. professionally. And again, that's what I did partially for a living. I'm former CIO at two organizations, uh, New England Medical Center in Boston. I was at Johns Hopkins Health System CIO for a while as as a consulting job, you know, mm-hmm. interim while we did a search for a national search for full-time replacement. But having those backgrounds, I, I CIO magazine, uh, yeah. chief information officer mag, I was one year the top one hundred CIOs in the nation. Well, it's, it, well and, it, and which, to your credit, it, it is really what the job calls for. Someone who is, to your point, you were saying it's not what you would think of as a traditional auditor or, or necessarily even a CPA, for that matter. Uh, those those positions are certainly complementary to, to the job. Uh, but but the reality is it, it's really a lot of data management. It is, is under, one, getting the right data. Uh, making sure you've got the right data, then being able to process that data, and then and then make informed decisions based on the data, which is part of what uh, the auditor's function is as a legislator uh, to come back and say, here here's what's happening, here's where you need to make decision points to to either fix it or don't fix it, but at least now you know you've got good good information, and that's why you know it's a host of skills that really make the position, you know, extremely successful if you can bring it all to bear. The, you still need to be able to interpret and understand financial data. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to run, read and understand financial reports. You need to be able to do the competitive or the comparative analytics that look at data to see what's, where the anomalies exist and can point you in the right direction to find where fraud may be occurring just errors going on that people don't realize or duplication and replication of the exact same things like we talked about earlier. And that comes around from doing, I did a lot, do lots of M&A work for clients still currently. So bringing organizations and books together, I'll give you one example where we have a very simple 
cure to a very difficult problem is we can't determine the total IT spend across all the state agencies. Right. My work, I'm guessing it's about 2.6 billion of the 33 billion state budget uh, on some preliminary review, but we have separate fund codes, F-U-N-D, uh, not like fun uh, raising like the fun donuts or <laughs> right. We put the fun back in. I, fund. I, I keep always going to Krispy Kreme donuts. They're my favorite. But anyway, fun codes uh, are used in your general ledger for in your chart of accounts that you capture and report where expenditures are oversimplified. Every agency for the IT area has their own set of fun codes. We need a uniform single set so we can consolidate and look at spend. So are we, we have a group purchasing contract for PCs across the state, but everybody's off doing their own thing and they're not getting a, taking advantage of the discounts. And we don't even know what we're spending in those areas. We can't leverage and negotiate better rates. Those are things that I can bring to the department that's never been brought before. And I'm pretty confident there's none of the other six that can do this either. Well, and that's part about why you're running and, and why, you, why folks are in the race is to compare, contrast, uh, figure out what people bring to the table and what they don't bring to the table and who's going to be best for that. Um, bottom line is that that work matters most to, to the taxpayer. Uh, if, if you're spending a dollar, you know, I don't mind helping to support state government. We need functions like healthcare, roads and you know, education, name it. Uh, but I'd at least like to know as a, as a taxpayer that my dollar's being spent wisely and that it's not being wasted. We're talking with Jeff Tart. He's running for state auditor here in North Carolina as a former state senator, good friend of mine. We'll be back after the break, talk more about his race for state auditor. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. All things safe with Representative Jason Sane. <laughs> get, get our boogie on. See, you gotta, you gotta get your hype music up. I'm, I'm telling you, every committee, every time someone speaks on the floor. I want, at least in the House, you know, since it's too far too reserved <laughs> or something like this. But I would love if when you press your button and the speaker goes to recognize you, your hype music comes mm -hmm. on. I like See, it. Right? <laughs> Trisha Coffin and I used to play this game. And we, we sat beside each other on the floor for a number of years. And so we would guess what the walk-up song would be for the member that getting ready to speak. And as you know, there are those that uh, speak a lot and uh, and sometimes, you know, not that many people are listening when they speak, but they do tend to speak a lot. And uh, so you, you have more fun with those folks trying to pick out their walk-up song. If you had a walk-up song, though, what would it be? Oh, geez, I have no clue. Uh, he, right, right now, I'd like to be he is the champion. <laughs> <laughs> would work. But now, you talk about, I'm going to give you one inside baseball difference. You may know this, that you've been in the House long enough. Difference for our listening audience, the difference between the House and the Senate, as you said, we're a little more stayed on the... Uh, Senate side of the chamber. But I remember one of my early times going in from caucus onto the floor. Uh -huh. And as I walked past, heard the two sergeants of arms at the door go, wonder, when we had a pretty significant bill to vote on. And they go, I wonder how this vote's going to turn out. And I wanted to turn to him and the two and say, 
I can tell you what the vote is already. Right. Because in the Senate side, yeah. we did not debate issues literally on the floor. They were debated in caucus. We decided we we whipped the vote, knew what the vote was going to be and whether we were going to run it and hear it on the floor. Now, the House, I know sometimes that's not quite the case. Every now and then it's not quite as certain. Right? <laughs> well, it turns out if you talk long enough, you either you're going to uh, some people talk and lose support the more they talk, right? And so uh, you you do get a few questionable votes here and there, or close ones. You know, that reminds me of an old story. I, my first job out of college was working for IBM, and we did sales training and then in, in system engineering training. But on the sales side, we did role-playing. And one of the things was talking the customer out of the sale. So mm-hmm. you would have it sold, the customer in the role play would be wrenching to sign the contract and you just get babbling on and he'd put the pen back in his pocket and say, sorry. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's it. so many politicians talk themselves out of votes. You know, sometimes you, it doesn't have to be said. Um, and, and so we see that a lot on the House floor. So if everybody will agree to vote for me on March 5th, We'll just stop right now. We'll shut up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it doesn't exactly work that way. Um, You've got really a marathon between now and and March 4th. Um, It's it's quick as a presidential election year, so the time's shortened as far as the primary goes. Uh, So you really have a short amount of time to go out and make your case across the state. And to your point, most folks aren't sitting there wondering this morning when they woke up, oh, gosh, I wonder who's going to be my next state auditor. So you've really got a challenge on one of those, you know, kind of down ballot races that people aren't paying a lot of attention to. Uh, How do you separate yourself out from the rest of the pack? Yeah, it's hard because nobody goes and compares resumes, but it really is. If In a selfless plug, if you would go to Jeff Tart, T-A-R-T-E, jefftart.com, that is my webpage. It's got all my background, all my experiences. And if you do that for every candidate, I am obviously significantly biased, but it's not close. The other six combined do not have my experience to do this. Great people, good guys, be fun to be around, but they're not prepared to run the office. Uh, that said, I know we got a little bit of time. We should kind of talk about the other races. I mean, there is going to be some fascinating races that there have are. a lot of attention. Attorney General, I think, will be the biggest race to watch. Governor is going to be huge on both primaries because there is a boatload of people that we both know a lot of these folks running in those races, let alone the rest of the down ballot races. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, it's it will, you know, get ready, folks, because your mailboxes are about to be invaded, uh, as as are the airwaves and, and, and everything else. You won't be able to, you know, watch, do, make a move without knowing that there's at least certain races that are up on the ballot. Uh, that governor's race will be huge. Uh, the primary will, will, I think, will be interesting because you've got uh, the, the, the current lieutenant governor, this is talking about our side of things, mm-hmm. uh, on, on the Republican side, uh, current lieutenant governor who's running. Um, you've got, you know, Dale Falwell, who's been a longtime fixture in state government. Super state, successful in Super that successful role. state treasurer running. Uh, Bill Graham, who's running, who's got uh, personal wealth and who's been in and around politics for a long time as well in North Carolina. That'll be an interesting primary. Um, the other side of the aisle is interesting because Josh Stein's been running for two years. Very capable, good guy. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, progressive. But And then Mike Morgan's uh, Supreme Court justice resigns to run against Josh. Why? I don't know. He's got a great job. And I think he's got a little difficult role to, to beat Josh. I, I think so, too. I, it, it, that was kind of a head scratcher. Um, and I don't know him personally. Uh, but I, I know Josh personally. But everybody says he's, you know, a nice guy, capable and... 
and so forth. So we'll see. Well, you know, and it's like I've always said, people say, well, you need to discourage so-and-so from running against you. No, anybody that wants to run should throw their hat in. More power to them. And that's what the process is all about. Yeah, well, it is. It is. Uh, you know, there's there's people who are doing, you know, who are current incumbents who are doing a good, good job. But if you got something else to offer, you know, sure. put it out there. Um, you've got that race. You've got you, the, the AG's race. Jeff Jackson, who is a, a TikTok extraordinaire uh, congressman right now, used to be in the state senate. Were you? Did you overlap with him? He sat behind me, okay. actually. And we got some good stories. Jeff is, I, you know, I'm actually good friends with most of the people on both sides of the aisle. Uh, Jeff, actually on the media, I posted something on Facebook probably a year ago that people need to pay attention to how he navigates social media because he's literally an expert at it. Now, our policies don't agree, but that doesn't mean you can't be personal friends. Well, that's right. I I always find it, you know, sometimes you get criticism for saying... I said that person was a nice person. Didn't say I agreed with right. anything they're, they're supporting. Right, well, and, and Josh will pick on me. I talked to Stein probably once every three or four weeks, and we've helped people on different issues because of the role he's in, not because of his party. But I tell people all the time with Josh, I would like through osmosis his intellect absorbed into me because he's a Dartmouth undergrad, Harvard Law. But I do not want any of his ideology rubbing off on me in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> right. Well, he and I have worked on the things we could work on together, right? Right. And right. and and has always been pleasant to work with, and and, and he's a good person. Yeah, good and, person. And, and the yeah. same thing on the other side. Yeah. There are good people up and down the, the Republican primary as well. Well, I, I think sometimes people think it should be like the WWE or whatever, right? That, yeah. That, you know, you got to come in smack talk and and tell everybody, you know, what what a piece of trash the other person is, and that's not necessarily the case. There's just yeah. real policy differences. Right. And with, and with, you know, Dan Bishop on, on the other side of the AG race, very much a, a policy difference. Uh, you know, I've known Dan uh, as, a, as a local elected official and then served as with him well. in the House and Senate. And served with him in the Senate as well, worked with him when he was on city council. I mean, he is a brilliant mind and a one of the top litigators in the state. But when he takes a policy, I mean, the thoroughness, the intellect that's applied and the due diligence and the pragmatism, I mean, he sees a lot of the rhetoric that we get because of issues and social issues. But let's look at the detailed content of the people. And that's going to be a great race. They actually predict the AG race in North Carolina will be the most expensive AG race in any state in the history. They're expecting maybe over four million a candidate. Oh wow. Four million for an AG race per person. I believe that though. I I mean it, it will be because you got you got two personalities who will who will who are both capable of raising money. And and it's it's very important who you know what happens in a state like ours. Uh, so there'll be a lot of national interest in the, in that race as well. And that's why it, it was funny because me getting at the time, I've got $40 and so I'm going to spend it wisely. Uh, Speaker Moore was over at my house in Holly Saturday visiting and uh, the speaker, when he's headed, getting ready to leave, goes, oh, oh, by the way, can I have a yard sign for my yard? And I said, let me get a piece of cardboard. I've got a couple magic markers. I'll draw something up and you can take it with you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, just a monumental task if you if you were going to get yard signs. <laughs> I mean, you, you understand it with a governor's race or an AG's race, because there's a lot of money that comes into that That's just right. by default. But That's it's not right. coming into yours. And, and all the congressional races, right. because... Dan Bishop on one hand, Jeff Jackson on another, both deciding after just one term not to run again. And then you've got every those run every two years, mm-hmm. and they are significantly important and expensive. They're important because the margin is so close between the majority in the House 
uh, as far as number of people in which uh, party, and it determines the agenda going forward for the rest of the nation. It has major implications. So not to vote is really unfortunate. Everybody needs to show up and get out and vote on whomever you're supporting. Yeah, not voting has consequences. Except for the state auditor race. If you're not supporting me, probably just... Want to skip that? Yeah, want to skip that one? Just keep going. Uh, <laughs> well, and I, you know, we I've talked about it on the show. I, I was I am the first elected member, Republican member of the of the next General Assembly uh, in the in the House. Uh, I didn't draw a primary opponent or a general election opponent, so I was very blessed and and, and able to do that at, at, through whatever magic magical miracle that happened. Well, that's uh, not, that's not a magical miracle. I'm going to interject and interrupt you there for a second because people need to know. You are one of the highest ranking members in the House, one of the most respected, and people who lean into you for guidance and the fact that you control the the purse of the state, being the senior appropriations chair, you have a major, major job that's important to find balance and priorities because everybody's coming to you with an ask. Everybody wants, you know, fingers in, in the pocketbook. And it's not an unlimited resource, right? That's right. And it's finding balance across all the needs and prioritizing that. And that's a responsibility that's fallen on you and you've done so well. People respect it and, you know, don't need somebody to, to run against you. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And, and you know, and I like the fact that, you know, it's Jackson's 15 and, and it, it we spend as much time as we can be with him. And, and we do so much because he is, you know, he's into the same things that dad's into, whether it's gaming or, or sports. He loves football. We got to travel uh, to the games, UNC Charlotte games, over football games and got to know the coach there, Coach Poggi. And uh, we've got to do a lot of that fun stuff. So that's the downside if you don't get to, to, to uh, um, you know, be a part of that. So well, I've, I've got three kids all in their mid-30s, all grown, all married, all doing fine. But I tell you, it goes by in a blink. They tell you that, but it really does. So you, every minute you can spend with kids and family, it is precious. It's amazing that how fast it goes. Um, the and, and was looking at Facebook, you know, to do the. Uh, 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 let's see, we're going to break. We'll be back in just a moment. You can maybe call us. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you'll get a word in edgewise. <laughs> we, we do take calls. It's 844-STUDIO-4. If you w- want to call in, we've got just a few minutes left. Uh, I am your host, State Representative Jason Sane. I've got former State Senator Jeff Tart, who's running for State Auditor with me here in the studio. Uh, that song, by the way, we're talking about walk-up songs. That comes from a former L.A. of mine. She's a, still a dear friend. Uh, and congratulations to her. She just got a new job going out to uh, Denver, Colorado. But um, she, uh, and you, you knew Laura. She worked for me when you were there. Sure. And uh, she, she caught me one day in the office listening to that song. And she goes, yeah. boss, I just don't think that's your song. And I said, oh, yeah, it's got a good beat and you can dance to it. There so. you go. <laughs> so. Great at a nine. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> Dick Clark. <right. laughs> I mean, you, you're probably like me. Your musical collection is probably as, as uh, non-connected as anybody's because you, you enjoy a lot of different things. Uh, my my, if you pulled my iPod, or I guess that's agent, uh, but you pulled my library. It's from Tupac to Hank Williams to, you know, Toby Keith to, um, you 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 name it. I got classic music. I, one of my favorite celloists is a lady who I've texted with. She's plays in the Paris Philharmonic. Oh wow! Uh, wow. Yeah, Julia Fraze. 
Um, so it's just, it's across the board. I love music, so we're listening to it. All Beatles, it, it doesn't matter. Yep, just depends on... Miles on, Davis. On the day of the mood. I was listening That's to B.B. Right. King on the ride over. So, there you, you know, go. Let the good times roll. So here we are. Uh, we're talking with Jeff Tart. He's running for state auditor. Um, you, you've you built a body of work. You've got local uh, government experience. Of course, we, we talked about your business experience. Right. Uh, you've got state uh, government experience. Um, how, how much do you think that really does play in um, when you when you, you we mentioned it earlier, as you look across the board and what if voters are paying attention and they should because it's their money, uh, how important do you think that is the experience that you've got that you bring to the table uh, when they when they start thinking about state auditor and and what what that would mean to them personally? Yeah, I think the a couple things. First of all, for individuals, residents, and taxpayers. The fact that I know already where a bunch of money can be recovered because of fraud and waste, and which we talked about earlier in the show, think about having $100 million within a year extra that we were spending and can prevent that recurring that now can be go to school funding, can go to a road project in your local community, that you don't have to raise taxes because yeah. we're actually spending the money where it's supposed to be spent. So I think it's huge to know how to navigate this. Now, I will tell you this, people can learn it because people do start somewhere, but, and I'm biased on this again, but I think for the people that are looking to serve in this role, everyone else, just based on experience, it will, they could serve four years. They get elected, serve four years. Everyone will be at the same point I was as a senior consultant, which would be after my first promotion after joining the lar third largest accounting firm in the country. It took four years to get to that level of experience. I've got over 30. Right. So think about where yeah. we are in comparison in skill sets, knowledge. The fact none of them, I believe, have served at a state level office, served in the state legislature. Understanding that process, what you do and how the budget's built. If you've not been on the inside of watching how the sausage is made, it's also knowing how to make the sausage and how to get things done within the legislature. And that's it's like anything else. It's, those are relationships, yeah. relationships that I already have across a number of the agencies and, and uh, state departments, uh, counties and relationships. That all matters in getting stuff done and helping people solve problems. People, we had a, a thing, I did a uh, state and local government senior leadership uh, executive ed program at Harvard one summer. And one of the questions that um, the professor, one of the, our professors asked was you had to be able to answer question zero about your organization or about yourself. And question zero is what do you do? Mm -hmm. Right. People ask yeah. all the time. And ironically, what I've done my entire career serving in the elected office or in business was I help other people solve problems. And that's really what the state auditor's role is, is solving the problem and figuring out, are the financials accurate? Are they being spent in the right place? Are they compliant with the laws and ordinances or regulations? State auditor has been brought into municipalities to determine are open meeting laws being violated. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really stuff you wouldn't think of, but that impacts your your day-to-day -day life are your elected officials, whether it's at a local level or state level, performing the duties as they're supposed to be. Uh, it, it's, it, that, that's an amazing responsibility. And it's a much bigger responsibility than a, than a you know, 141 character tweet on Twitter or X or whatever we call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, you know, sometimes things get, get broken down into some you know, really almost hilarity, uh, except for the fact that it impacts real people's lives. Um, that, that, 
you know, they try to make it almost as if it's a joke. This stuff is serious. I mean, it 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 is serious work. Doesn't mean you can't have fun while you're doing it. Uh, and and to the to the extent that we're talking about experience matters. Uh, I, I it's fun to watch. You know, new people come to the legislature. Uh, and, and people come from all walks of life, and it's not a you know criticism. They just don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Um, and and so it, it you know there's a there's a learning curve curve for sure. You start from day one with without having to. I mean, there's still new things you'll learn, but far ahead uh, above most, just because you've just lived it, you've breathed it, you you understand it from all sides of the coin. When you look at your experience, uh, this is why when you know you announced, I sent you text said you know. Hey, I'm glad you're running because I, I know you know from our work together what what you bring to the table. Um, it is not it is not it it shouldn't be for the amateur. Anybody can run, right? right? Anybody absolutely. Can run. But but if I feel like voters, we were talking earlier about you know when they send me, uh, I've got a body of work and experience and and have you know gone through those things already uh, and and have the knowledge that that no one has until they experience it. Uh, and, and really puts you at a, a, a greater advantage to be more effective, which is what people are hiring you to do, is to go do the job of auditor. And, and you know, it's, it's, an inter- it's a fascinating aspect because I'll tell you, my biggest fear is I know what I know will fit in the size of a tablespoon. And that's what I think my the others running, and I love the people to death, they're good people, know the amount of fentanyl that will kill you, right? Right, right. Versus my tablespoon, but it's only a tablespoon, and yet there's the whole universe of stuff to know. There is so much to know you can't know. Yeah. So use the experience, know when to tap into others, when to use other resources as you go forward. But it's also having fun. I mean, when we chaired committees, it was as much getting the work done, but... It's also why not entertain a little bit, right? Why, why, why not have fun at it? If you're and, not, you're not, you're you're not living right. If you're not, and you, and it's been a fun experience. I mean, doing the consulting, doing the elected. I mean, I get I had a constituent ask; they wanted to know more of my background. Could you point me in any articles or things? One or two articles, if I've ever been quoted. I've been in the Wall Street Journal. I've been in Politico. I've been in the Hill. I've been in the Wall. Or, uh, in the News and Observer, in the Charlotte Observer, in local papers. I've been on NPR. I've been on CBS, ABC. I've done, we've we done because of the positions we've been in and yeah. listening to our work and explaining things. So if, and it's good, bad, and ugly. I, everybody won't agree with everything and, and won't like some of the things. And I know I've done stupid things and we'll do stupid things, but I hope it's a small number of stupid things compared right. To the good things that you do, right? Yeah. Well, no, so it's exactly what I tell uh, um, <clears throat> my son. Look, it, it's not that you're not going to do dumb things. We all do dumb things. Uh, we say dumb things. We, you know, we 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 act without knowledge, or we we act impulsively. Sometimes we're human beings, but it's what you learn from that experience and and how to move forward on that. And my general philosophy is: if you're not making mistakes and failing, you're not moving forward and learning. The key is, when you do something stupid, don't do it again. <laughs> Learn right. from it and <laughs> don't right. repeat the same mistake. And there are those that never learn, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and and we all in society had to suffer through those uh. folks. Um, but, 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 you know, moving forward, um, you know, I... I I'm excited that you're running, uh, and I wanted to make sure that people understood you as a person too, because 
you know, we, we look at politicians and we only see the 30 second sound bites or they only read the one article or the two articles or, or what somebody else said about you. Uh, but you know, you, you're, you're, you're a husband, a dad, um, are you granddad yet? I have one, uh, grandson right now. So totally involved, played tennis and been involved in the local boards of school, coached an athletic director, parks director. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things we do church. I go to church 45 weeks a year because it's a part of my life. My faith is strong. My wife's lay leader of a 3000 member church. I mean, we're, we're actively engaged. Lots of stuff you get involved in Yeah, just because you're in the community, the chair, the chair chamber is a big thing for me right now. Sure. That's a big role, big responsibility. It does great things. But you look at Lake Norman as a region, you look at the state of North Carolina, we live in one of the greatest places on the planet. We take, I take pride in, I think we all take pride in the fact that we've in a 15, 16 year period of time since going into the Senate to where we are today, we have reversed where we are now the top state for businesses to come, flourish, grow. That's why Apple comes here. That's why, you know, Honda is being here, the corporate. But at the same time, 85% of the employment base is small businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's at. I grew up, I was a Pell Grant kid, for God's sake. Right. Um, I grew up, my mom's side of the family was generational poverty. Only way I got ahead was college mm -hmm. uh, and getting to go to school and th thriving coming out of that environment. And we need to provide that same environment for everybody. So that side of the house, you know, econ social economic background, it is important to me that we take care of everybody that wants to try to succeed. They have the opportunity to do that. Yep. Well, you're ab absolutely right. It, 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 that's what drives you, it's what drives me and others that uh, that I think are willing to serve. And so I applaud you for that. I would be remiss if we let you get out this show and not promote your website. The website is? JeffTart.com. J-E-F-F-T-A-R-T-E.com. And it's got all my background and go look at everybody else's. I really think it's good to be informed. Uh, and spend a little time. And even on the other races, it's hard because there's a lot of names and a lot of people that want to serve this great state. You you, you can go down the Google uh, uh, rabbit hole each night if you want to, but, Indeed. but but voters should. They should be informed before they go to the polls. And go on social media, ask me questions. I'll try to respond back to you That's if right. I can. Well, great having you on. Thanks, Jason. Jeff Tart, running for state auditor. Uh, we'll have you back again. Good luck. It's a sprint, and uh, we'll see what happens in March. Thank you. Thank you, sir. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.